Therapies Podcast, episode number 10, right? 11. 11, no, it's 10. You sure? I'm sure, baby. Okay. Episode 9 was the special, the anniversary special, and this is episode 10. Big number 10. We're doing it big. We um coming to you guys with a good episode. Right, babe? Yep. Alrighty. So, let's get straight to the shits. Um... We're going to start it off today with... This is not the Joe Button podcast. Back in my day. <laughs> you didn't even realize you said it. What? Let's get right to this. That's what people say. Uh, they do? <laughs> anyway, back He's in the day. He's the only person I ever say it. Okay. Right, I respect that. So we're going to start it off with back in the day. So... This is the piggyback mm-hmm. off of mm-hmm. our um, anniversary trip that we had in Williamsburg. Yep. And we were in this novelty store, babe. Break it down to us. It was the general store. First of all, we had so much fun counting the, the amount of black people we saw. That was fun. <laughs> that and it was so funny because we found the Mecca. <laughs> All you got to do is the, find where they sell sea, seafood. No, it was the breakfast spot. Oh, yeah, that it was, was the, the breakfast spot. <laughs> I ended up finding the breakfast spot that was owned by... It had to be owned by... It was, people. it was, it was. And I think it was a family. And if they weren't, they were really, and they had worked together for a while. we all the black folks there. Because the, the first day, we didn't see nobody. But we went to the general store and... In the general store, they had everything. They had toy guns. They had flat. Literally, I understand why they call it a general store. Because generally, they going to have what you're looking for. They got a little bit of everything. They got chimes. They got... They had an ice cream parlor on the side. All the little novelty um, Trump shit. Yeah, they had... um, Catch art and stuff I thought it was a dreidel, but it was just a spinning top. Literally. What else they have? Little toy guns that Brittany was so nervous for me to play with. Look, I already told y'all that day we had only seen about three of us. <laughs> Low key, I, ain't gonna I was like, look, don't be out here getting uh in trouble because you got a toy gun. I mean, that's a story that we've seen before. Rest in peace, to Mary Rice. True, true that. So. To to get back on track here, but what it reminded us of, because something that we started talking about while we were in the general store was about how, like, all the toys from our childhood, and then we started thinking about, in particular, toys that used to come with, like, Happy Meals and, yeah. and, and all the toys had, that you used to get when you were a kid. They had all the stuff that you wanted when you was a little kid that your parents probably was just annoyed that you kept begging for. They had the big pencil. True. They had the big pencil with the big eraser. Then they had an eraser by itself that looked like it weighed like it felt like half a pound. It was big. They had um what else they have, babe? Um they had little frisbees, boomerangs, slinkies. They had the little candy bottle with the liquid in there. The candy bottle. Like it's the little soda bottle candies with the it's a wax, but it's shaped oh, like yeah, a soda yeah, bottle yeah, and it had a little juice, juice in, them, in it. Wax. Right. Those things were terrible, by the way. I used to love that. And my cousin lied to me and told the me that, candy that you could eat the wax. It was bubble gum. Somebody told me you could eat the wax, And too. I used to chew it. And I was like, but it don't get... No. it don't. I can't blow no bubble with it. 
Because you was just a gopher. I was gopher. <laughs> you was an old gopher. She right. also told me that if you were corduroy pants and your thighs rubbed together too much, you could set yourself on fire. And I literally believe that. She told me some stuff about swallowing gum too, but that's neither here nor there. That's real though. That your pee pee hole can close up if you what? swallow gum. That's no, what that's she told me. Because I know for a fact my great grandma and my uncle, um, my uncle Stevie. You're just not supposed to swallow gum because it takes like a couple years to digest. Right. Well, that's the real my reason. My grandma, my great grandma had to pick the gum out of my cousin Stevie's butt. Because he pooped it out? Yeah. And I guess it got stuck. But See, that never happened to me when I swallowed gum. I don't think I've ever swallowed gum. Pretty, Not even a little piece. I'm pretty piece. sure I swallowed gum quite a bit when I was a kid. Anywho. So, yeah. We was like, kids don't have toys no more. Ain't no toys ours. Ain't no dope Ain't toys no coming toys. in. Ain't no cape, man. KB toys. You I feel like we talked about this before, but... What we were really honing in on was the fact that, um, like, McDonald's don't give a toy with the with the with the uh, Happy Meals. They anymore. still do. They do. Yeah, all of them do. I don't know niggas don't even get French fries with the Happy Meal no more. They get apple slices and the milk. Cause it's what the fuck he- it's eating a, milk with a cheeseburger? It's a healthy option. They do it at school all the time. Look, uh, nah. When you got a Happy Meal, you had to get the high C orange. Am I lying? There go with this high C orange. And that was low key. Another reason why we're talking about it. Because high C orange is a sip of my childhood. No, I always got Sprite. I feel like my brother was talking about it the other day ago too. He was like, it was something about their cup at McDonald's that made high C orange <laughs> that taste waxy, that much better. That waxy I don't know what layer on the inside. Yeah, that coating like <laughs> high C orange and McDonald's Speaking fries. Of McDonald's. <laughs> and the little bitty burger with the tiny ass onions was fire. And then you get your little toy. And I, they had the I don't craziest even think I ever bought too. a burger from McDonald's as a kid. I always got chicken nuggets. This nigga was always destined for Whole Foods. Like, he was always <laughs> destined to be that person. I was getting chicken nuggets with my Sprite. And I needed my french fries with ketchup and I ate my chicken nuggets with honey. I never got ketchup. I never got honey mustard. I never got barbecue sauce. First of all, where the hell were you getting honey. honey from? They had honey at McDonald's and you could get it with your chicken nuggets. This was the one person who found out that they had honey at McDonald's. No, Why babe. Why eat sweet and sour like the normal people? How, sweet and sour? Was that even an option when I was a kid? Are you joking? McDonald had Why the you best sweet and sour. Why you looking at me like I just cussed out your mama? Cuz. <laughs> How do you not know about McDonald's sweet and sour sauce? Cuz when I get sweet and sour sauce, it comes from a Chinese joint. I don't think. Oh Ooh, sweet and God. sour sauce. Oh, McDonald's. This is so much. Everybody knows that McDonald's sweet and sour sauce was crazy. I got honey, Have chicken you ever had the, uh, sweet and sour sauce french fries, and a Sprite. No. You get the green cup. What green cup? I can't believe this right now. I cannot believe this. You're right so now. fat. No, like this is <laughs> basic McDonald's shit. No, it's not for me. This nigga ate honey. Honey with the chicken nuggets. <laughs> Why you weak? I never would have known. And this explains so much. You don't put honey on your chicken now. That is yes. a delicacy that you thought you created no. or found out when you was an adult. No. How long you been eating honey on your chicken? I've been eating honey on my chicken for years. Honey and hot sauce. Don't forget. How long? 
For years, since I was a kid. Okay, so what's wrong with me putting honey on my chicken nuggets? Because it's a damn chicken nugget from McDonald's. And you dip it in the honey. Let's and you don't even need going. a lot. Let's stay focused. Because I could go on all day about how wrong this shit is right Anywho, now. Anywho, I don't even remember being excited about the toys. I can't the, And of the course not. when I was young. You don't even know about McDonald's Sweet and Sour Sour. I can't even have this conversation with you right now. The high, the best uh-huh. toy was... I thought you said we were moving on. Why are you still dwelling in the past? The best toy was at Burger King, though. And it wasn't even a toy. I just don't know who you are. It was a CD. Who the fuck ate a kid's meal from Burger Ruth, King? We have to move have on. One, I probably had one kid's meal from Burger King my whole life. Pumpkin. Okay, we're moving when on. When they was giving away them Backstreet Boy Millennial um tour CDs. That's why you ate Burger King. Well, kids my meal. initials are BK, so I just prefer Burger King just because you know it was a play. Lord. It was a play on my my name. But, um, yeah, Burger King's had Backstreet Boys CDs. And me and my brother was like, oh, we're definitely getting them. I, I don't remember when McDonald's used to sell the uh, giveaway the hit clips. Yes, I do remember dope. those. That was dope. They don't even have hit clips no. But oh, what? my God, hit clips. Yeah, where well, you can get a little teeny disc with the yeah, songs the little, on them. The one ear. It had like five. That was the original MP3, Doc. <laughs> it had like five songs on it. Yours had five songs on it? Oh, you had a good one. The guy had 30 seconds of a song. You get the hook. <laughs> Maybe that was just the McDonald's ones. Uh, yeah, you got the ones from the store from like Toys R Us. Yeah, Project you ones. get like five songs on. I it. thought you had to get five hit clips to get five songs. <laughs> what you gonna switch them out? Nigga, I ain't get no album on no hit clip. What hit clips you was listening to? You had um, an eight track hit clip. I had Christina Aguilera. It you had was an album, huh? Had album? No, it was um one song. It was one song. It was Genie in a Bottle. Right. And I had Dirty Pop. Dirty Pop. I had, um, are these the ones that we bought from the store, the ones we got from the kids' meal? I guess both. Well, I don't remember what I had from the kids' meal or from the store, but I remember having Christina Aguilera, and I remember having some Disney something. Like, whatever Disney movie was and popping at the, the time. I don't know what the hell it was, because Disney was not that. in my repertoire growing up. Y'all, he never seen Aladdin. Yeah, I know, right? But um, I'm trying though. I'm trying before the new one comes out. I'm trying to get hip. Anyhow, cause everybody know Goofy movie was the best one. That um, that was all the good toys. Beanie Babies that they used to tell you was real. Let's get collectible. Ain't shit collectible that they got to tell you that's collectible. That's when we come to the conclusion. What about that? I want to know about that. What the fuck Furby y'all doing with y'all Beanie Babies right now? <laughs> what you doing with your Furby? What you doing with your Furbies? And they gave all them shits away at McDonald's. You got Furbies from McDonald's one time. That's how y'all should have known that they want no collectibles. You don't be giving away. What's them damn Hatchables? That's not collectible items. They just a hot toy that all the kids like. Oh, I thought they were buying them because they were going to be collectibles. They might be collectibles. Two years ago, I was trying to find a Hatchable because they were selling them online for three hundred. And I was like, if I could get them, if I could find one, flip a damn Hatchable like it was some Jordans. Pumpkin. People were doing that. That's how I found out because it was, it was all what you were posting on Facebook. If y'all found where to get them at, hit me up. And then they was only selling people a certain amount. Well. Do you remember when stuff, when that used to happen with the Tickle Me Elmo's? Yeah, I remember all that stuff. People was like, Toy Store is just. I think that's why they did away with that like, shit because niggas was really out here getting hurt over toys. 
But don't you just remember the excitement of getting the toy that it was hard for? They made a whole movie about it. That's how. The hell are you talking about? The movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. With the little action figure thing and they were fighting at the, the toy store. The whole movie was them trying to get this toy. I feel like your childhood and mine was just so different now. You ate honey with your chicken nuggets from McDonald's. You don't know that movie? I know the movie, but I don't think I ever saw it. I know the movie, though. Lord, moving right along. I feel like the last kid movie I saw with Arnold Schwarzenegger was Kindergarten Cop. Nope, never seen it. We come from two different worlds. We can't connect. <laughs> but anyway, though. So that also put me down the rabbit hole of kids' cereals that they no longer have. Like, for instance, a cereal I never ate before. But nonetheless, how the fuck they do away with it? How kids are out here living without this cereal? Con chocula. Because they got Cocoa Puffs. Barely. not how they living without it. I feel like kids don't even eat cereal You spent no your whole childhood without it when they actually made the cereal. But so. it's just the idea that they had commercials. They had characters. Blueberry or, or booberry, what was it called? Yeah. I don't know because I didn't eat it. Frankenberry or whatever it was. I ate King Vitamin. Oh, you ate them knockoff ass cereal. Because my mama had wit. And that was no way. Please. I ate it. You old Marto meal eating ass. I had rice uh, Krispies. Crispy rice? It was crispy rice. And you put the bananas in it. And a little bit of sugar. Got the damn ADC cereal that came in the black and white box that just said flakes. No, we bought it from the store. What else did we used to eat? King Vitamin. King My mama used to buy... Um, that was cereal that didn't come in a box. It just came in a bag. No, King Vitamin had a box. Don't play. It was the whole Camelot thing? I don't know if it was Camelot. It was King Vitamin. Why you gotta go deep? I feel like I had King Vitamin one time. Then you don't know nothing about it. You ain't about that life. We was poor, but... Um, we sacrificed for cereal. I don't think it was about being poor. I mean, everybody could qualify for WIC, right? That's what I'm saying. No, not necessarily. Oh. Not necessarily. You have to I be a certain. Um, it was income, income restricted or income, income based. based. Income based. Two different well, things. That's the same shit. No, not really. Trust me. When I tried to look for my first apartment, I learned that there was a difference between income restricted and income based. But um, what other kind of cereals did I eat? Bro, so I found out there was Urkel o- Urkel O's. Oh, Steve Urkel had yeah, cereal? Yeah, Steve Urkel had a cereal. I was just like literally just looking up shit. And I was like, wow, it was a lot. of Everything, like low-key, you wasn't big unless you had unless a cereal. Everybody, unless you had a cereal. For real, for real. Mr. T had cereal. That's before my time. They won't make you no Mr. T cereal in the 90s. Maybe not in the 90s. <laughs> what are you talking about then? Uh, what else you remember? None? Let me see. Reptar had a cereal. Uh, Ninja Turtles had a cereal. French Toast Crunch. They still got that though. They do? Yeah. They actually got Apple Cinnamon Toast Crunch. They don't know. Waffle Crisp. Oh, Waffle Crisp. That was the cereal my mom used to buy all the time. Waffle Crisp used to hit. That was like one of the only cereals. That was one of the only cereals my mom bought that wasn't sovereign. Pop-Tarts had a cereal that was literally little miniature Pop-Tarts with the fruit in the inside. That sounds disgusting. Rice, Rice Krispie Treat cereal. When Trix had the, uh, 
when tricks had the shapes and not just the colors? They actually went back to it. When? Just recently. Oh. Gremlins has cereal? Probably. You said anybody. Why you want cereal that look like orange juice? Bruce, I don't know. Cocoa Pops. You remember Alphabet? So this was the black? Yeah, I, yeah, that's the one I was going to say. Alphabet cereal. Yeah, yeah, I never yeah. had it. They don't even have that no more, yo. That's crazy. I used to buy this. That's crazy they don't have that no more. That was a big cereal growing up. What? Apple, Applebit? Applebit cereal, yeah. Yeah. Why does cereal always got a thief in it? True. That's wild. What are we teaching our young, impressionable youth? And it was always stealing something, yeah. It was always stealing the cereal. Let go my ego. That's crazy. Very much so. But that was in our past, and it's now over. these kids we're don't know shit. And we eat honey bunches of oats. Right, and I eat fucking raisin bran. That's my favorite cereal. Lord. I used to eat cinnamon toast crunch, but that's quick out of cereal. Not no more. That was the best. It was cinnamon. It was toasty and it was crunchy. The millennials with the two thousand. True. All right. So, moving on to the next segment here, we're gonna talk. Well, we're gonna bring it down to. um, Oh, pumpkin wing! Update them on what we've been doing. Okay. What we've been doing, babe? Nothing. All right, moving forward. Going to work. (laughs) (laughs) Glad we got to the bottom of that. Yeah, so now that we talked about what we've been doing, moving on to the... Now we got to tell them why we having a meeting tomorrow. (sighs) So this is a good segue into our couples therapy podcast. And this is a good time for me to use my good side. I mean, couples therapy portion of the couples therapies. (laughs) Podcast, and this give me a <laughs> good time to use this sound. <laughs> time, dog. ah, that's what you get because I hate that sound. There we go. Let's get down to the bottom of this shit. So I don't Ain't know if no we about this. Ain't no right because this nigga's on top of us and we're losing. <laughs> we're losing. Michigan. We are the bottom of this. We are the bottom of the fucking food chain right now. <laughs> So, I don't know if we talked about this before, but we live below Happy Feet. I call him Take Off now. Take Off. <laughs> that nigga run. That nigga be running for joy. And he don't run for Jesus. <laughs> he just be running. That nigga be running in the wall like a damn crash dummy, what bro. What he say? Uh, and I just kept running. And I was running. <laughs> like, and I boy, just nigga. kept running. Shit, man. Let me uh, tell you about this little girl. So, <laughs> since we've been living here damn near, this little guy, Happy Feet, upstairs. What's God it? bless his soul. But this is the thing. Was, were they there the whole, here the whole time? I feel I like they moved in so. right after we did. Because okay. you, if you remember, like, the first couple months, them niggas was up there hammering shit. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. They did the move in so they right been making after noise us. the whole fucking time they've been up there. Really. And they were, like, hanging mad stuff. I'm like, bro, these niggas got a whole wall collage. Because <laughs> it was just a month. Boom, 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 boom. They was Sad, making that, the apartment that, a home. <sighs> so, yeah. Happy feet. Running. With Tim's. <laughs> like, that's all I picture. Bro, that's all I picture, bro. Let me and tell you how bad it was. Bowl cut like Dennis the Menace. This is how bad it was. 
I thought it was an adult upsize doing exercise. Like, you know how when you had a little um, bands and you try to sprint and like the resistance bands, that's what it sounded like. Like it was just run, 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 stop, run, 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 stop, run, 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 stop. And then you hear like balls dropping. So I'm like, medicine they balls? really having a workout session. Like all these medicine balls, like what is up? And then one day we heard a whole bunch of running. Then we heard a big thud. And then we heard a cry. And it was a child's cry. But I had never seen a child. I had never seen the upstairs neighbors. Physically. And I was like, bro. Is it a kid making all this noise? And as black people, we just can't understand it. Because in our (laughs) mind, we're like... I'd be damned if they mama <laughs> up there letting them run up and up and down that, that hallway. Man, my mama would have smacked fire from me. That just don't happen. <laughs> and you had to know that they were white because running and a kid and a and a black woman in that equation <laughs> don't mix. No. So Bruce wanted to go up there and talk to her. And I was like, where we live, it's not a lot of us. So it's like, we don't want to be like in the big black big she the one that kills man. me because she'll tell me don't do <laughs> shit but then go right back and do no shit. because I'm gonna tell you how I did it I was like don't go up there because I don't want nobody to have no ammo nothing to say so he didn't and then like another month and a half went past <clears throat> it was mad crazy so I walked upstairs I knocked on the door <laughs> as humbly as I knew how I was just like, hey, how you doing? I'm your neighbor downstairs. Taking a couple classes. And this is around the time when my boyfriend's not home and I'm here by myself and I'm trying to get some study time in. And I was just wondering, like, we keep hearing this repetitive sound. It sounds like either running or jumping or bowling or something. (laughs) And I was like, "Um, is there any possible way, you know, you guys can keep it down a little bit? Mind you, I didn't know exactly who lived upstairs. So the lady steps to the side and she's like, oh, that's just me playing with my son. He usually goes to bed around nine. Mind you, he ain't one years old yet this time. He was like, he usually go to bed around nine and it should stop then. And it was just literally an awkward silence between her and me. And I was just like, well, I'm sorry to disturb you. Have a good night. And I walked downstairs and I came to my apartment and I sat down and I thought to myself, I should have smacked her. <laughs> but I was, was like, well had because then what happens, I was like, what in the world? Like, there, she didn't apologize. She didn't say, we'll try. She didn't say, what's a good time? Like, she just ain't care. So the next day I go to work they don't know, and one of my coworkers <laughs> really had, she has a young kid and she white. And I was basically asking her like, I'm having this dilemma with my neighbor upstairs and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, basically it's nothing you can do. And it's pretty much in my mind, the whole, you don't have a child. So you can't tell me how to raise my child type of situation. But in my opinion, that ain't the way to do it. Um, then Bruce sends me a text message on what you say to the lady upstairs. <laughs> I was like, I ain't say nothing. I asked her what the noise was and if they could keep it down. 
He was like, oh, well, it's a letter here saying that you threatened her. And I went full angry black woman mode. <laughs> I went slam off. No, let me say verbatim, babe, what the letter said. Because I remember this shit blatantly. Because it had so much audacity. We still got the letter and you, we need to get it so we can take it tomorrow. Oh, we got to meet, by the way, tomorrow with them. But we're going to get to that. So essentially, the letter said, um, first off, we shouldn't be threatening. Parents with children should not feel threatened. Should not feel threatened. You told me you remember the letter. No, nigga, I remember the letter. I remember a certain part of the letter that pissed me off. Parents with children should not feel threatened and uneasy living around neighbors. He, their child is a toddler. And maybe you guys should think we, about moving to a second floor apartment and we'll give you a hundred dollars credit to do so. Mind you, it costs three hundred dollars to transfer apartments. No, you can't give me nothing. I'm not transferring nowhere. I pay my rent every month just like she pay her rent every month. If she ain't got to go, then I ain't got to go. And if you want me to move upstairs so bad, waive the whole fee. I'll do it. But I'm not no, paying a dime out shit. of my I wouldn't give a damn if it was free 99. <laughs> my point is we're not the nuisance. Facts. We're the victim. But you know they flip it. They flipped it like a bitch. My thing is, had it been me down here playing loud music or thud and they had complained about me doing music, the note on the but door, which the we get every week, part. people, would have been, we need you guys to calm down or you got one week to get your shit out because you had multiple noise complaints and you're getting the They victim. can't give you one week. You got to give you 30 days. Whatever the case But is. this is the crazy part. How long you been living here, babe? I've been living here for damn near 10 years. How many incidents have you had living here? None, really. Okay. That's yeah. my point. So, a person who's been a patron, a resident for daggone near 10 years, says something, or, well, not even to them, but just like, you just autom- automatically jump. It's just crazy to me. And then I the idea be t- behind it of when we did say something to our apartment complex, they said, you guys have to file your complaints in, in writing. Formally in writing. And we know damn well she didn't send her complaint in right. No, she didn't. She spent too Maybe much time being, probably trying black, to catch you know, him. That that was no, it's not even that. They may have, but I'm not going to. Why Why do I got to send it in right when I just called you? I work. And and, but every time something happens, they get a response right then. I work. So you know they ain't sending it in right Right. That's how I know. Yeah, I work in property right management. When people call me and say this, 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 that, and the third is happening, I don't tell them, hang up the phone for me, send me an email, put it in writing. I take notes and I handle whatever situation they request that I handle on their behalf. That's crazy for me. You need to send it in writing. No. She need to control takeoff. So, months go on. And Happy Feet is growing into a young man. He's still he too. taking off. <laughs> so, me and Brittany was in the house cooking dinner one day. And I guess the shit just got out of hand. Brittany had it up to here with that shit. Because he was running from the time I got off. on that ass. She grabbed a broom. Boom, boom, boom. You remember the hit on the Temptations? I thought about Spice Girls. And she grabbed the broom. She's like, we're trying to make a record. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) 
I so thought about Spice literally, Girls. Literally, she grabbed the broom, like boom, boom, boom. And as you know, all you heard was boom, boom, boom. So she was like, ain't that a bitch? <laughs> she like, boom, boom, boom. And next thing you know, he go, boom, boom, boom. I was like, B, we don't know who the fuck we fucking with. And I was going to stand there and hit all night. And who got the last boom, boom, boom? Oh, my God. Who so, got it? Let's see, I know the next day at Who work. Who got the last boom, boom, hey, boom? Calm down. Calm down. I did. Calm down, sweetie. Calm <laughs> I'm down. calm, but we I do. did. We got the pardon. I would have stood there till three in the morning booming back. You won't going to boom me down. Next thing I know, I get to work the next day and I get a phone call from the apartment complex because they react so fast when it's a written uh, complaint. We don't know if it was written. Oh, Jesus. Next thing I know, they call us talking about some. Um, so we wanted to schedule a meeting between you guys and the upstairs neighbor because we heard a story about banging on a broom on the ceiling. She didn't say a broom because they probably didn't, didn't know she what it was. Said she broom. said a broom. Brittany, I was on the phone. She said Oh, uh, well, look. It was a broom. I did bang because they bang every day. So my one bang compared <laughs> to their everyday daily bang, Sunday. Five the in the morning. Is how they make it, it do be five in the morning. That shit's crazy. But it's crazy how they be making it seem like we're bullying her. I'm not bullying nobody. And that's what I'm going tomorrow. I don't know how I'm gonna get off work tomorrow. If I got a fake sick, I'm showing up in person. Cause me over the phone just ain't gonna do it. I need to stir you down and give you the black woman eyebrow. You gonna get all this angry black woman tomorrow. And the crazy part is like I be trying to be calm. I be trying to be put together. I went up there, excuse me. I'm sorry to interrupt your evening. Like the whole cold switch thing. Uh-uh. So this is literally what we've been up to. <laughs> what we said we won't get up to that. We've been having no We've been over here taking notes. I got videotape footage and surveillance. I need to hear that too when we get done recording. Oh, you got to grade it? No, I just And the crazy thing about it though, to make it even worse, is that she ain't even... Tr- like after this shit went on, it's like a green light for her to say... Continue doing what you're doing, Junior. And like this shit has gotten worse. And if it make me feel so bad, because whenever the baby God. fall, we be so excited. Whenever we hear that right, cry, right. We, we be like, yes. Sinister I fun, ain't bro. never been so happy to see a child hurt in when my I life. I hear that baby cry and it run into a wall. It makes my day. Shit. It's like a crash dummy. He just do 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 boom. And then it get quiet. <laughs> and then you hear. And it makes and me so happy. it makes me so happy and I know that is a horrible way to think and feel and hopefully it don't come around and karma on my children no because we don't let our kids run around the house I mean it'll come back in other ways but look you can tell your child to not run in the house even if he's he's two years old that's my point like if your baby is putting a bobby pin in his mouth you go no he put it in again no don't do that you do the ah ah you take it out of the hand. Like, you have to re keep redirecting the trial. That's why you train children the same way you can train animals or anything else that's living that can respond. Like, a child isn't human. If you tell him no running in the house, take that little nigga to the park. Run them all day. Get them tired. Because staying up in the park is not cool. Do she work? I don't know, Brittany. I ain't never seen her in a uniform. Whatever. I don't know. We don't know her like that. All I know is is that it's just unacceptable. And had it been us, we would have been evicted. I don't think we would have been evicted, but we probably would have been fine. 
I just be just so tired. Mad at me if my car drip a drip of oil. Drip, drop. Yeah, that part. Anywho, we'll update y'all next week on what happened. And I'm going to try to be on my best behavior tomorrow. <laughs> Excuse me. That shit just done put me in a bad mood. I know. <laughs> All right, babe. What else we got? Damn. <laughs> Come on. Well, what's next, baby? Bring it in, please. <laughs> what we going to... You got the couples therapy thing. All right, so... Couples therapy portion <laughs> of the Couples Therapies podcast. Um, so essentially what it is is um me and Brittany been thinking about different activities that and practices that we can implement into our relationship to strengthen our relationship and just little exercises um that we would recommend couples trying. Um, because we want to be, you know, not ambassadors but influential to our listeners and if we can get a good story of oh you guys helped our relationship we're all here for that and that right be yeah sure all right some little exercises like for instance um once a week or however often you may need it you can practice these different practices as often as you may need but one honesty hour where either once a week or once a night or well, not once a night, but whatever the case is, once a month, two or three times a month, whatever the case is, you just have that one, I guess you could say, hour where you guys just let it all out on the table and have a discussion of what uh, kind of grinds your gears or what something that you didn't like one of the, uh, like your significant other doing throughout the week or something like that or something that they did where you kind of rubbed you the wrong way. Or even if it's just something that you was pleased with and you want to consistently see it going. Have that hour there where you just guys let it all out on the table. This is beneficial because certain people, I know myself personally, I'm one of those type of people, Brittany is completely opposite. That um, I hold things in. She's told, she's tell, she's told me this many a times. Um, and then out of nowhere, I just explode and all the shit just come out and she'd be like damn I didn't know you felt that way maybe you would have said something to me earlier I would, you know it wouldn't have built up but a lot of times I let certain you know situations just build up whatever the case is but if I was to have that exercise and we use that honesty hour where I let it out before it builds up then we're having conversation we're communicating with one another and we're being honest what do you think babe yeah I mean I feel like it'll um, be beneficial. Have we done that before? I mean, we've had talks about like what we do that upsets each other. It usually happens what we need. I'm about to say what we need more of, but I think as a preventative measure, because it usually comes, like you said, after an argument, I think as a preventative measure and like a temperature check, basically, it could be something on the schedule to do, like you said, maybe monthly or weekly, whatever feels natural or healthy to your relationship. Apply it as needed, depending on your relationship. Is you your... a doctor? <laughs> Apply as needed. Apply this as needed. Chamomile lotion. But anyway, next, number two. Um, this is one that I feel could be fun as well as um, helpful. And I think myself personally, this is a trust building 
um, exercise. Brittany may not agree with it, but I feel like it is. So it's essentially um, you pick how many times often that you need it throughout the week or either the month where you decide that you guys are going to teach one another an activity, whether that's cooking something, um, fixing something, building something, uh, just anything in general. Just a moment where you teach them and you're giving them instruction on it and the person has to receive it without receive, without having any attitude, but just being open enough to receive instruction from you. And the reason why I feel this is helpful is because a lot of times in relationships, you realize that people a lot of times have a hard time listening to their significant other or receiving instruction from their significant other. Because a lot of times um, they may feel like you don't feel that they're intelligent enough to do it on their own. Um, They may feel like you're belittling them, whatever the case may be. But if you practice it, then it allows one another to um, be open to hearing you talk to them in that matter and it doesn't offend you. You know what I'm saying, but yeah. What you think about that? Um, I think it's cool. I'll be open to trying it. Right. So, do you feel like it's like a trust building thing, or how do you? What do you think that would help on? I don't see how it builds trust, but I think it can help with communication and just learning how your significant other receives. And understands and processes their thoughts and things of that nature. True, true. Yeah, so um, I think that's something that can be very, very beneficial. Um, and and last one here. I don't know if um this would be a exercise or like a activity. I don't know if that's the type of. Thing I feel you're like it's an exercise because that's something. No, not the teaching part. I'm saying what I'm about to say. I don't know oh, if that's you got one? Oh, okay. exercise. No, I'm just saying the whole um, what you said, what I heard thing. Oh. Like when I was in therapy before, um, the therapist talked about like when you're communicating with people, and this isn't any relationship in general. There's always a difference, or not always, but most likely there's a difference between what the person said. And what you heard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, a lot of times that creates um, discourse because the two things aren't in line. Like, you could have said, I can't even think of an example right now. I always got the best example for this. What? Oh, <laughs> uh, Because this used to happen in previous relationships all the time. And I... This is a perfect example of what you're talking about. I don't know if it's gonna fit what you're saying to the T, but mm-hmm. for instance, in my what I'm hearing you say is an example of it would be um all right. So, babe, you didn't say you like my hair today. But instead of saying that, you say, Babe, you like how my hair look, or you notice anything different, and then you do something with your hair. You get the same result, but you're coming at it in a better way where it's not aggressive and abrasive no not necessarily like if you 
I can't think of any real you're saying world more examples. so when you say something to somebody and it comes off aggressive, but you could have said it differently. No, not even you could have said it differently, but like when you be oh, like somebody interpreted it completely different. Yeah, what it's more about your interpretation than what that person said. Like earlier today when I came in, you was like, cause you was like something, something, something. I didn't cook, and I was like. Ain't nobody say nothing about you not cooking. What I heard was, I should have cooked when I got home if I was hungry or if I wanted to eat or whatever. You're talking about me or you? No, me. That's what, what you said really meant to me is that you felt some type of way about me not just cooking something because I saw whatever was out on the counter. Mm mm. I understand that that's not what you... That's the point. That's not what you said. But mm-hmm. what you heard is pretty much like, that's how I took it. But when I was um, basically learning that whole that whole dichotomy, if you're in a cl- close interpersonal relationship with somebody, the therapist is basically saying that um, you like repeat that back to the person. You know how some people are like, let me get this straight. What you really mean is blah, 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 blah. It's the same concept. It's just what you heard, what I said is like the frame of that. So if there is like something in your relationship that kind of triggers a response all the time, then I think that'll be a good thing to check. What Instead of getting upset at the person, just ask them, what, you, what did you think? I was saying, or what do you think I meant by that? Because something could be getting lost in translation. Yeah, clarification. Because it happens all the time. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm just saying I can't think of any really, right. really good exactly examples of it about. right now. Where I say something to you and you receive it completely different than what I actually meant. Right. Happens all the time. Right. Happens all the time. Vice versa. I'm pretty sure I did it a couple times too. But um, yeah, that also goes along with what I was saying. What I was saying. Is another side of it, yeah. But it's all under the same umbrella, yeah. About how you can say things differently and still convey the same message, and then how you can receive things differently and then, than what someone was right, trying to actually portray. get what that person really meant. Right, right, right. But as far as an exercise trying to figure that out, maybe I would suggest reading love languages. I haven't even read it yet, but people tell me that all the time. I should read it because people receive words differently. Right. And you may have one way of expressing yourself. Like, for instance, you have a way of expressing yourself that I always feel like you're upset and you're mad. But you be like, I'm not even mad. I'm not even upset. But that's just how I hear it because of your tone or how you're saying it and how you're expressing yourself. Why? Because I say stuff matter of factly. Not even that you say it matter of factly, but you say it with a tone and a emphasis that made it sound like you're being offended, one, or upset. Like, for instance, um, when I came in today and you were making that bowl of cereal and I was feeling kind of bad, like, damn, I was going to cook, but the stuff that I was trying to cook with wasn't finished on and all that stuff. So I, was, I said something about... Um, I didn't cook or something like that. And you thought it was me saying that you were mad at me because I didn't cook. And you were like, yeah, I ain't say nothing to you about cooking. 
And just overall, me being on the phone with my brother earlier, and you were just talking very, very loud and abrasive. I was just receiving like, oh god, here we go. I said all the time, I'd be like, damn, baby, you can't come in just on chill mode and just you know be loving because when I come, it's kind of like when you be but at work I came all day. In on chill mode. You do. You come and in on chill mode. And then what you say? What did I say? It won't even you who said it. What what was the first thing other oh, than we were hi? No, we were joking. We say? said uh, we've been compromised. Right. Right. And I said, "What does that mean?" Exactly. You took it in a weird way. It was me and my brother joking with each other when I said we've been compromised because we were like chilling, having a conversation. So what and you know how my brother in, be feeling every time because he just feel like every time that we having a conversation and then you come in. To the picture of what the case is, he be feeling like we're yelling at each other when we're not. That's just how we communicate. But I wasn't even talking to you. I know, baby. But it was just a joke. <laughs> See, we'll the fact that, that it later. was a joke we'll was, was not, not even, cool. This is not even the place. But you took it in a weird way when I said we've been compromised. Like, what the fuck y'all in here doing then? And I was like, oh, shit, here we go. <laughs> That's really what it was. So so what you said, and no, I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> What we'll you said was. This is not what was your last one? You Should said I you had one more. You ain't write them down? I had them written down last week, but I didn't. That's not. They're not still on your phone? No, they're not. Oh. Um, or was the last one? Can't even remember. We'll come back to it some other time. But essentially. I think that'd be a dope exercise that we should do, babe. Yeah. We should go to Barnes and Nobles or like we probably could get an ebook. Read the five love languages and take the quiz that's in the book. Mm -hmm. And we can talk about it on the podcast. Okay. Well, all this shit anyway, because we don't practice it. So we're going to try to apply it to our relationship and our company. Oh, yeah. Those are the things that we were just thinking about implementing in our relationship. Implementing to ourselves. And hopefully, if the listeners can go down the journey with us, you guys can um, communicate with us and let us know. How was working for you? Yeah. And if it's beneficial to you all. We want to help everybody, including ourselves. More so, we want to help us. And if y'all help yourselves in the meantime. (laughs) That's fine. That's great. That's cool. I'm going to get mine, though. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, we're trying to be a power couple. All right. What we got for up on game? No, 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 no. For the culture. That was your spot. That's what you wanted to talk about. Oh, I totally blanked on that. But, yeah, um... So a couple weeks ago on our vacation, I saw this post that was basically saying and confirming how um, doctors don't uh, basically take black women serious about medical complaints. And what was crazy about it was that like you hear people say stuff like that all the time, but it was like an actual real life doctor who came out and said like, yeah. In this field, it is true that we collectively don't take their complaints as serious as we should. And then they were um, talking about Serena Williams' case and basically how, like, after she had her baby, she just didn't feel right. And people were telling her, like, the doctors and stuff were telling her, like, 
Your body always goes through adjustment after you have a baby. Like it's a huge change of hormones. Your body just went through something super traumatic. You know, even though it's built for this, you will bounce back. And it's just like, um, it's just like normal to feel weird after, you know, your pregnancy. When you have second one, you're going to feel this again. And it's going to be normal because you have been through it before. But she was like, no, no, no. And pretty much demanded they, they give her a CAT scan. And when they did, they she found out she had a pulmonary embolism, which um, I don't know all the details of it, but you can Google that on your own time. Do you Googles? And I was just basically like, dang, had she not, uh, had she not demanded that, like, blood clots and stuff, yeah, the blood clots and stuff that she was experiencing, like the pain that she was experiencing could have escalated to a certain point and then that also brought me back to a podcast um episode of the knot that i read called bleeding and healing it was basically about this girl who had these really really horrible periods all of her life and like when she was younger and going to the doctors like telling them you know this stuff is happening they basically were like well you can we can prescribe you like vicodin for the bad cramps and we can do this that and the third and just not really trying to delve into the cause of these things. They were just trying to give her um, temporary fixes for the symptoms of her menstrual cycle. And basically, um, she ended up having to get a hysterectomy, which she got when she was, I think, like 39 or you know a little bit older. But they had offered it to her when she was young. And it was just crazy to me to think that you wouldn't try to find other courses of action before you want to take somebody's womb out their body, basically. Yeah, which is wild solely because of the fact that she's 16 years old. She... That's too big of a decision, too much of a permanent decision yeah, to, to make to, as a as a but, child. To have them make, you know it, what I mean? It's it's so crazy. That's crazy. And then it also made me like go down the rabbit hole of why does this happen to African Americans? Not even African Americans to, to African American women. Like, why is it that? our symptoms aren't taken as serious as other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could say because African-American men rarely go to doctors. Like, that's a standard stereotype. But does it have something to do with the fact that we're women? Does it have something to do with the fact that we're black? I don't know. And then it kind of um, takes me back to, like, when I was learning about how a lot of times, a lot of scientists and people in the medical field did um, did uh, tests and medical experiments and things like that on female slaves, like black mm-hmm. women slaves, trying to figure out the um, thresh of their pain hole or doing certain exams and extractions in their body without pain medicine because they felt like they could take it. And it's just like, is 
I don't is that know. The case is that it, they feel like studies show that African American women can take pain a lot better. Than I mean, I don't women. think it's a study show type of thing because anybody with a right mind would know. Like a human body is a human body. A human body like people body. have different thresholds of pain, but you can't like it's not give me race. a cesarean section without epidural or numbing me or none of uh, whatever else and I not feel my pain be a zero on the scale of one to ten like that's just that's That's just like crazy crazy to to think that somebody will actually believe that so there has to be some kind of psychological reason or medical reason that this is something that doctors are like yes this is true we don't and what was conspiracy sister talking about when we was at the uh, at the resort? About what? She was saying something about this disease that African American women is more susceptible to receiving, or not receiving, but um, contracting. What was it called? Fibroids. Oh, uh, fibroids! That's not a disease. I mean, fibroids are like it's a condition. Cyst. Okay, so develop mm-hmm. fibroids. Yeah. Well, she was saying something that really kind of made sense to me. Now, I don't know how true this is, but it made me think about it. She was saying that African-American women are more susceptible to receiving fibroids in their lifetime because of Why did she say perms. that? It wasn't perms, right? It was about perms. Because oh, the were, chemicals? Because she was saying something about your natural hair, and she was like, keep your natural hair. Right. And then she went on that tangent and was like, that's the reason why African-American women are more susceptible to receiving uh, she didn't say that definitively. She was like, people have been doing studies to try. I don't to figure recall her saying. It. She was saying everything definitively. <laughs> she didn't say no studies shown, Brittany. <laughs> okay. And I ain't saying that it's factual, but it kind of made me think because I was just like, because she was like the chem. She was like, it. The chemicals, the chemicals are in the crown of your, your head. head. Yeah. yeah. And it goes. And it goes through your bloodstream. Yeah. Which makes sense. And seeping to your body. This ain't with anything you know you put on your skin. Right. Or whatever can eventually find its way. Find its way. And, but when she said it, I mean, there could be a study because, like, that would be something I would have to look into because black people are the ones mainly getting relaxes or were in the past. In and the if past, it's right. such a big thing. But the craziest part about it is it'll probably not be a lot of studies on that topic because. Even in the podcast, the lady was saying, like, it's not a known factor as to why women have, black women are more susceptible to, like, ovarian cysts and fibroids and thyroid issues because nobody studies this. Well, didn't they also say something about trauma coming from slavery? Yeah, they said um, that there was one particular study that um, was trying to figure out if there was, like, a connection. A connection between um generational trauma starting back from slavery and how that kind of weaves its way into your uh pathology and your genealogy where it's like trauma on your body. And the girl was saying like she's like when I read that she she thought about when she was around um eleven or twelve when she first saw uh what was the not Selma Lord Selma? I always say Selma Lord Selma, and that's not it. 
But it was basically a documentary about Emmett Till and just like that was around the time. Yeah, she became aware that like her black skin and her brother's black skin could possibly be, you know, uh, threatening to other people and could cost them their life, specifically her brother, because it was a young black boy who, you know, Emmett Till reminded her of her brother. And she was like, when she read that study, she was thinking like that's around the time where she was thinking those things and not like a direct correlation, but with a lot of people at that adolescent age, that's when you start to like see different things socially Mm -hmm. and you start to carry the weight of some of those things. So I feel like it's, um, it's probably a lot of those things combined that we already know, like stress can affect your health and physical trauma can affect your health like that's a stress and that's a a psychological trauma but I also feel like if we don't get um more african-american women in the medical field then we'll probably never know those answers Shit's crazy. Because who really is going to take the time, the time out to, to study stuff, those things? HBCUs, Unless it's man. people that are affected by those things. Like, a lot of people wanted to be cancer research scientists because they were closely affected by somebody. Affected by yeah, personally affected by somebody who died of cancer or had cancer or survived cancer. Or, you know, they it's just something on their heart to push them in that direction. Right. And maybe it don't even have to be like a medical researcher. It could be a journalist or just a some. It could be us. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> for real, for real. Facts. You can do a clinical study. But um, no, I'm not doing a clinical study. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was just really, really interesting to me. Which pushed me on to the thought of thinking that HBC for well, for one HBCUs. That should be something that we should be thinking about. Like that should be on our mind as far as researching different things of those sorts and tying it into slavery or different not even just programs, but different thoughts. Different thoughts on how it could be affected due to um, genealogy and traits that are carried through um, through the memories and through just inherited trauma. Right. Something to think about. But then that also put me in my mindset about that damn Hampton commercial. I was just thinking that, baby. <laughs> damn so, commercial. y'all, look. There's Hampton University has um, proton, proton therapy, therapy which treatment. Is like chemical, which is like uh, it's supposed well, it's for cancer. Yeah, it's for cancer and it's supposed to be a little bit less abrasive than, than chemotherapy. chemotherapy. It's still. I don't know if it's still in its trial phase, but it's like a newish They've been type working of thing. on it for about four or five years. Though. So the commercial comes on. And Bruce, were you on the phone? I think he was like scrolling through his phone, halfway paying attention, not halfway paying attention. And I'm sitting here looking at the TV like, Hampson? University? That's the HBCU. I was like, babe, are you looking at this? He was like, wait, what? That was happening? I was like, yes. So I grabbed the remote. I rewind the commercial. When I tell you, they had that shit looking like Wake Forest. That Jake <laughs> looked like a uh, region. <laughs> what was the Jake from ATL? Oh, Brenton. Was trying to go. That's what it looked. It looked like Brenton. <laughs> it wasn't 
a chocolate face in the crowd. Oh my I was like, God, I couldn't I, believe that. I was like, first of all, it's at an HBCU. Ain't no bees in this. <laughs> ain't no black people in this ad. And I'm like, so white people are the only people out here researching cancer right now? I'm talking white right couple holding hand in hand. Walking across the campus. In the choir. But I'm also thinking like like who who who, who approved this? this? Who let this Could go to pass? Like who? It it was crazy to me. Anyway, <laughs> on to the last right. segment of the Couples Therapy Podcast. We've had to get it in to um, put you up on game here and at least go through a little bit of what's going on here. It doesn't even matter, baby. Don't even matter. <laughs> game is over. His little sound yes, effects is. game is it's not popping today. He'll yeah. be back in effect uh, next time. It, it'll be cool later. Just fuck it. But anyway, no. so... <laughs> Put you up on game. I gotta talk about this because I'm I'm like the only advocate for her right now. The Ella Who the May only advocate? Album. Are you kidding me? You the only advocate in your crew. The LMA album is dope. Your crew of one. Look, man. Two. You included in the crew. But Charlamagne said it on Breakfast Club that he ain't even fuck with the album, which oh, the was album? bad. I don't think he should have did that. That was kind of fucked up. When did he say he fucked with it? When in she the, was there? In the interview, yeah. Um. But besides that, I'm going to just tell you my thoughts on the album here. At first, when I first listened to it, I thought it was garbage. I did. I ain't going to lie. And the reason why is because the first five songs, even though they're pretty decent and they're starting to grow on me a little bit now, they're teeny bop as fuck. Like, they're very... Girl, I don't teeny hit teeny Let me finish, babe, before you go. For a male, maybe. I don't know. But even my sister said that shit. But um, I had to tell her, I was like, you got to get through the first five songs. The thing is that rub people the wrong way is that when you hear booed up and you hear tripping, you got a certain thought of how she's going to sound on the album. And when you hear that, it's like completely left. But people are not realizing that she's from the UK, so she may have a different sound. You know what I mean? Um, but I'm gonna tell you where to start the album from. I literally had this shit squared out and I'm gonna post it because I feel like this, if you start from this spot, if this would have been her album, these one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven eight, nine, basically 10 songs. If these 10 songs would have been the album, she would have had a flawless Cardi B like album. Cardi B had a perfect album. From top to bottom. But anyway, so if we start from Cheap Shot all the way down, you can't lose. Perfect album. Good to go. Try it. Listen to it from Cheap Shot. And I bet you, you'll be like, wow, yeah, this is a good album. You'll like it. And you have a, a newfound respect for it. I, I'm banging with this album hardcore. Another uh, another person to put you up on game with. Maybe I'm just late to the party. Can I talk and about I always... how I feel about the album? Or you just oh, I'm sorry. Uh... Well, you was giving me this. Because you was... You were using your thesaurus? It's cool, but I ain't saying nothing about you. Go ahead. You know what? This your, this your, this your episode. Go ahead. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just saying, you, you be banging the point home, bro. I like the album. I like the whole album. I don't want to cut no songs off. Because to me, it sounds like 
early to like some of those songs. I was like, bro, this is be a dope three LW song. I could really see Isis. Y'all remember Isis singing this song? They want no teeny boppers. It was just early two thousands pop. Like to me, the album. (laughs) To me, the album sounded like a pop album in the beginning, and then it went yeah R and B. Yeah. And I feel like that's her. That's her cross. But when you hear tripping and booed up, you just want to hear R and B from. That's just my personal thought. But I get it. I get it. I'm not saying on the whole album. The whole album was dope. Right. But what got me hooked onto it, and I'm just saying this for people who are having a hard time enjoying the album, start from Cheap Shot all the way down at first. If you're having a hard time liking it, then you'll gain a respect for her vocals, first off, because I feel like she can sing. Mm-hmm. Like, legit. And then when you watch some of her interviews, you realize that she was picked up based on her strength of her doing covers. So she could sing. And you will learn to respect her actual vocals when you hear those songs. Then you can go back to the top and you'll be like, okay, I get it now. It'll start making sense a little bit better. And watch some interviews of her. Like, you'll realize that she's not from here. <laughs> so she's not going to make super American-like music for real, for real. Even though she does. I think because I used to watch her covers on Instagram. Like, just the type of songs that she would pick to cover. I saw it. Like, I saw the album. Like, it made sense to me. Like, it fit her to me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, because, like, Boot Up and Trippin', yeah, they were the first singles that I heard. But I had also heard her singing other other types of music. So, it wasn't that far-fetched. What's your next one? All right, last two. And I'm just late to the bandwagon. I've always liked Sade, but I ain't never get this deep into Sade music, bro. Now I see why Drake have her tattoo. This is my thing, Drake, like, bro. Sade the way is you crazy, looked at me bro. about the honey, I know, I know, is the way that I looked I at you about Sade because I listened to Sade growing up. I That's held you in such reverence. When it came to music? When it came to music. And you still can. I hold you in such reverence when it comes to no, music. No, you got dropped down a peg. Brittany, you don't even listen to music no more. I don't. because So just, let's be 100. I just been in the mood. It ain't too much good shit now. I'm going to just be 100, but it really <laughs> Which ain't. Which is yeah, why I still been listening That's low key to how we bonded because I used to always right. put on new music. Which is, I listen to a lot of old shit now. Which is why I wasn't understanding like... How Sade wasn't already that for you. She was, but it elevated once I heard it. I never heard that one song from her. What? It was literally that one song. The song that was... Uh, Love is Stronger Love Than Pride. Is stronger than Pride, yeah. That took her to the next level for the me. The best thing about Sade's music to me is not only her lyric, it's something about them drums. It's the drums. It's and most lyric. of the time it's congos and bongos. It's not a lot it's of like set... set like drum set drum it's more like real hand percussion Mm -hmm. drums and i really also feel like i'm kind of biased it's like how i was with prince like i loved prince but i was also biased because i was raised by a huge prince fan like my dad is a sade prince earth wind and fire like to me that's what we listen to the most in the whispers but more so, you didn't even know which was had Christian albums. Boy, bye. More so, Prince, Earth, Wind, and Fire, 
and Sade. Like, I just remember that I associate those three things with my father. And Sade just was always smooth. And that's why, like, when Janae Aiko came out, and I used to have debates, I was, people were like, she's just so dry, so boring. Like, all her stuff sound the same. She is our generation, the closest thing we'll ever get to Sade. Okay. Listen to her music, her lyrics, the fact that she performed barefoot, <laughs> like in her range, she stay in the sweet spot. She ain't out here running like Jennifer Hudson, screaming like Fantasia. She don't need all that. She know her lane and she stick to it. And if many people in America start learning their lane and stick to it, this country will be a better place. This is true. So What's last you? one, because I wanted to try to make it quick, because you've been giving me the the wrap it up anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, the system don't disturb this groove. This is another one. Crazy. I was like, baby, you never heard this song. Crazy. He had never heard this song. I that was one song I had never heard. I was I like, as soon as he started singing, I was like, don't disturb this groove. No, Bruh. you gotta hit it from the first part. Put a sign up on the door. Crazy. If you ain't never heard it, go listen to it. If you Tell like sexy lady. That's what it was sampled from. It was the song that they sampled for that. Yeah. That song was just amazing. Crazy. But um, yeah. So hit us up on our socials, our email, all that good stuff. That's Couples Therapy Podcast. On IG. On Instagram. Please hit us up on that. Or not. Or not. You ain't got to. Whatever. We it is what it post. is. We're going to still listen, so. <laughs> we still going to post on it. And we still going to post on it, so it is what it is. But uh, we're working on some big things here. We're contemplating vlogging. Contemplating. But uh, I don't know why you looked at me like that, but we're, we're just trying to test the waters and get a feel for what's going on here. Contemplating. But um yeah, so we're about to go ahead and wrap it up. Bye um, y'all. <laughs> Alright, there it is. Music major. I see you looking what you're looking at. Boy, you so late, get out the past. Watching me walk away, you want it back, I know. Yeah, I know Heard you been asking my friends about me Tryna see where I've been Tryna see you one week Tryna slide back on the slick, yeah I know you mad and your feelings You were sleeping on the kid, yeah Now I got you feeling sick And you madder than a bitch, yeah Oh, you messed up, now you back like a boomerang Tables turn up, believing in fairy tales. Waiting on, yeah, waiting on Cupid. Guess it was all in my mind. 
I was just wasting my time Hoping that you come back Come round to your senses So much for wasteful thinking You push me to my limit And I ain't coming back Boy, believe that You did enough You can't do no more To break my heart Yeah Boy, you messed up Now you back like a boomerang It ain't the same, no Boy, you messed up, now you back like a boomerang Like a boomerang Sorry to say it's nothing you offering Tell me you can't let you go Just go away I hate to say it, but shit ain't the same, no Shit ain't the same, shit ain't the same Shit ain't the same, it ain't the same Boom, all right. Boom,